Good morning. Welcome to Morning Java, brought to you as always by our friends at the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where they're doing curbside delivery. You just order on your Giant Eagle app. They bring the stuff right out to you. Contactless delivery. Can't beat it. I'm joined from Hendersonville, Tennessee by Ramon. Looking all radio-like. Look at that. He's got a mic there. And what, What's that all about? Man, it's just a cool little setup. It might be a little treat for you guys later. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll you'll All see right, it later, okay. you know, in the future. What a tease! Okay, but I, I see you're looking, <laughs> you're you're looking like you're all like like super set up for this, this uh, this this Java. Let's talk first about Ramon the Peacemaker, because <laughs> you're you're sitting yesterday when we're migrating our site and our yeah. app and everything's going kablooey and everything. <laughs> We put Ramon Foster's column right across the top to try to keep everybody calm. <laughs> I've seen you play Peacemaker in real life as well. Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah, that, that, that's, kind <laughs> of, uh, that's kind of my role a little bit in a lot of different ways. And I don't mind it. I'll tell anybody. My wife kind of looks at me sideways a lot. She's, she's like, you'll just talk to anybody. I was like, you know what? If that wall had something interesting on it, I would talk about it for a long time. <laughs> so... I say that to say I'm not a guy who segregates myself from one side or the other. I, I kind of, I like people, even in my house, like we're always having visitors or, you know, my mother-in-law comes over or the kids, friends are coming over. I, I like people, man. So playing Peacemaker is one of those things. I don't, I don't, you know, it's one of those things people talk about a vibe. I don't like bad vibes. So if I can play Peacemaker to you and well, your website, that sounds good. That sounds good. But here's the problem is I covered your entire career. Yeah, you did. Okay. I followed you everywhere, even to London and everywhere. Okay. Yes, so and I saw all your games and I saw you as not always peaceful. And what I wanted <laughs> to ask you is there's a switch that gets flipped, isn't there? Because yeah. you, like people talk about in hockey, like the nicest guys in hockey are the fighters. Okay. How is it that that can be, how, how do you dovetail those two things? In your case, when you cross that white line and they send yeah. you over that sideline, there's a switch that gets flipped, isn't there? It is. And, and I'll tell you this one is the job. It's, it's the job. The job is doing whatever it takes to, to get it done. And the second aspect of it is you don't want to be an embarrassment to your teammates or to anybody else out there. And that switch has to come on out. And, and, and I've seen this too in dealing with uh, young athletes. A lot of them are just going through the motion and are really good at going through the motion. And I always try to remind them the littlest thing is always be on when you're practicing or when you're going into something. Because the practice. moment some yes, even in practice, I get on my boys about it a little bit. I'm like, the, the thing that you got to realize is I've seen guys – like Antonio Brown, like Ben, like Juju, like Heath, like James Harrison that have done some of their most miraculous things in practice. In practices. <laughs> because they're never off. When that switches on in your competitive spirit, it goes, man. And you know me. Like, I'm one of the coolest dudes, I think, uh, that you can meet. But <laughs> if on, you that say field, so on that field, though, and I say that to say I'm an a-hole on the field. Like, my me against you, I gotta have you. Like, that's just how it is. And I'll shake anybody's hand. We're cool after the game, all that. But in between the lines, uh, there is a switch. And 
I never forget, it was one of my college coaches that kind of told me, is like, you got to be able to turn it on and turn it off. Coach Cutcliffe was huge on that at the University of Tennessee. Being able to turn it on and turn it off because off is, is you're still who you are, but you got to walk amongst, you know, the, the, the population on campus. Or you got to be able to shake somebody's hand and have a conversation with you. They got to be able to be intrigued by what they see in you on and off the field. And I think that's a beautiful thing when you, when you learn how to do it, too, is what I'll say. No, that's uh, – we've, see, we've seen that. And we've also seen you – know, I'll share this, too. The post-game locker rooms in Cincinnati were some of the most fascinating environments that I've, I've yeah. ever covered a, as a reporter. And it wasn't yeah. just one. And, it, and I'm not talking about uh, Ryan Shazier's night. I'm talking about just the games that were just the general bloodbaths out there. Yeah. And – there were different guys, and I'll just to be fair to you, I'll I'll just I'll keep you within the equilibrium of offensive linemen. Yeah. Uh, you had Marcus Gilbert, who wished he was still out there playing. You had uh, DeCastro and Ali Alejandro Villanueva, who were both like, "What the hell was that just now?" Yeah. You had Pounce, Mar Marquise Pouncey, who was just focused on the result and didn't care what the hell else happened. Yes. And then there's you, and you're like, hey, guys. <laughs> like, Ramon, were you not just out there trying to kill people? Yeah. Like, how do you separate that, you know, especially in Cincinnati? I know, man. It's the art of just bringing the reality of what happened. You know, and being able to express that. I've always been huge on just trying to say, like, exactly what it was or what we went through. And even myself talking through with you guys after, I distinctly remember picture now, me looking up in my locker room with my, with my Under Armour stuff on and just, it's exhausting, but it's good to be able to say what's, what's, what's happened out there also. Um, being able to, to realize what you just did, bring it in, and then just – move on past it once you get on the buses. Like you said, those Cincy games were some of the the, the most interesting ones, I'll say, as, as far as the stuff that happened during the games. And you you can't contextualize it in the sense of saying this is okay. It's just this is what I saw and this is what I, I went through during whatever happened on that field, you know? So here's something fun. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about Cincinnati and I'm I'm picturing you know how you whenever I, I always whenever I'm thinking back to something I think of place like I just yeah. I, I visualize the entire setting I could actually walk through the entire Cincinnati visiting locker room and put each one of you at your stalls no kidding I mean that, that's I just that. I have a weird memory like that yeah and you're always at the far end of the one on the, on the corner yeah. yep <laughs> In the corner. okay <laughs> and um I'm picturing you being surrounded it's too strong a word because after games there's there's enough there's all the players are at their stall. So the reporters are basically just running around trying to get as many little yeah. one-on-ones as we can, little things like somebody will, like, I'll just come up to you and just grab your elbow real quick. Moan, what did you see on that play right there? Yeah. And then that's it. And I'm gone. And I was like, yeah, yeah. okay. You all right. You, I always ask you that too. You all right. You good? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Meaning, meaning you get hurt or not. Yeah. And, but I'm picturing you holding court with people, whether it's there or whether it was on the south side where you'd usually face a bigger group. Yeah. 
And every athlete has dealt with this differently. Some are actually literally trained, not that many, but they get at least advice. How do you do this? How do you handle the questions? Do you look the reporter in the eye? Uh, do you use their name? Do you whatever else like that? I never got the sense that you were ever scripted or trained for this, but at the same time, you were really good and really comfortable with it. Why? Um, one, I guess it was, you, you gotta be able to, to give what you've been, you know, put out what you've been given also. It's how mm -hmm. I look at it. I've always been a firm believer that athletes, especially football players, football players get the, the stigma of being dumb jocks. Okay. And I hate it. You know, like I know the group of guys that I was around directly, the offensive line, some smart guys. Okay. You look at a guy like Cam or Vinny, who's one of the most intellectual guys I know. He might say some stuff. You're like, oh, Vinny, what did you just? But if you sit down and you have a conversation with Vince Williams, every Cam Friday, were, you some Friday, Mika Fitzpatrick. <laughs> okay. A guy like James Harrison. You know, it's one of those guys, James Ferriero, Brett Kiesel, Heath, you know, across the board, you'll realize that that stigma of, or that, that stigma of being a dumb jock is just a stereotype that some people assume. And being that you can't see what football players are saying because of the face mask, and when you see them, you don't recognize them for the most part. Offensive linemen, big players, okay, yeah. Somebody see Calais Camp, yeah, that's Calais. You see Alejandro, yeah, that's Alejandro. But you put the DBs, the running backs, the wide receivers in a group, you take the helmet off, unless they're like a superstar, you don't really see them and notice right, them. Right, right. So because of that, when guys speak, a lot of people just go tone deaf on it or guys don't take it upon themselves to be more elaborate on what they're trying to say. Um, when you guys get give me a question, I don't want to just give you a one-word answer. You know, I want to be able to tell you this is why that happened. Um, give you an understanding on what we go through is the biggest thing that, that I can do as a football player. Whether that's stuff that's dealing with the union, whether that's stuff that's dealing with the team and injury to myself and understanding of what it takes to go through wins and losses, um, we don't get that luxury of, of being able to, to be accepted by the media or by fans or just the masses as being somebody that's an intellectual. So I like to be that guy that, I took it upon myself that the worst thing that I, I hate I did in college was not do communications as a major. Um, I, I enjoyed this back and forth, the banter, being able to talk to people, have conversations and express what you're going through or, or what happened is, uh, is definitely something that I always wanted to do. And it's definitely something that guys should take advantage of. This is your time with the mic in front of you to where you can get your story out. Why not do it? And I know not to say anything crazy, but is is part of? Oh, you made you headlines. You made you. Yeah, made, I did. I was gonna say here, don't Emo <laughs> emotions definitely got into it. Um, Especially as union rep. I mean, you, you, yeah, you. It it got to the point where I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but sharing with the the people watching or listening to this, it's it's you got to the point in your career as union rep with everything that was going on where you became a must stop. Yeah, on the tour so to speak, yeah. of the room. It's like, oh, there's Ramon. And it was like Ben walking in the room. Yeah. <laughs> you said, but, but that's, that's part of the growth of, of why I wanted to do, you know, uh, be a union rep or, or it's the understanding that there's more to the game than just hitting one another. And that goes beyond the practice field. So when we walk off the practice field and there's 15, 20 reporters there, 
being able to elaborate what's what's going on with if it's some business other than football or if it's a guy that's possibly been suspended or got a fine like it's important to be able to do that type of stuff Mm -hmm. and like you said i've made my headlines for sure um and i could have been a lot more professional in some situations um but if i don't have to make that mistake again i won't i'll say that too (laughs) it makes a good uh media run though i'll say that we never complain (laughs) <laughs> all right well, are we ready yeah all right for sure so this uh this 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 past week uh madden 21 with lamar jackson was released to the masses and everybody could download it i myself was uh i downloaded it i looked at it i mean i played it for a little bit and once it finally fully downloaded i went to of course my team the Steelers. And going to that team, Madden kind of says a lot. It does a lot. It, it, it assumes a lot also. The first thing I said was, man, I'm not at left guard anymore. Okay? <laughs> oh, no. I, was like, I knew that's where this was going. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, there's another part, too. Let me get out. First thing I know is, like, I'm not at left guard anymore. And I told my kids, dad's off the game now, guys. Oh. <laughs> Pretty funny. I'm okay with that, okay? I it was love that updated. I, it's, it's that updated, okay? Oh, they were I'll tracking say, your announcements. I had to see it, okay? I have, because now I'm just a fan of it. The because other now part we of, have to know who's at right tackle. That you, go ahead and break the surprise that's, for us. That's what I'm going to. Okay, and I'll say this. I love seeing Matt at left guard. I told Matt before I left, I was like, Matt, you can do really good at left guard, okay? So I'm glad he's kind of selling in there. The second part I looked at, right tackle. And? And who Madden had deemed the starter. And you might know more than I do because you've been to a couple practices also. But it was number 76. 76, yeah. Chooks was the starter. And I was Mm -hmm. like, not that Madden knows anything because guys complain about that all the time. Am I right? No, they don't have inside information. They just pay attention. I think it's just a matter of paying attention. And when you have a game, the, the way video games are now, and you mentioned the download process, uh, I mean, my my son just <laughs> spent, he, he just built his own computer. I'm not awesome. kidding. Because he nothing that's made could handle the speed wow. of the games that he wants to play. This is the kind of, this is the kind of egghead we're raising here. And, <laughs> But the, the, the games, that they come in, they're so sophisticated that once the downloads come in, that they can constantly update. Yeah. They, can re, they can reflect trades. They can reflect personnel yes. changes like, like, like your retirement. They can reflect uh, even the latest news. Now, how yep. much they're paying attention to Chooks versus Banner, I don't know. But that's who they have yeah. over there. And I'm sure that's not an accident. Somebody, no. Somebody's really, really involved. Exactly. And I think the more and more we we come into this media age of stats and and just numbers and just film, the amount of film is out there. I see some guys, some accounts on on Twitter and social media. I'm like, how do you guys even get this footage? You know, like that is crazy. Uh, And and another thing for guys putting their information out there, I think it was a Buffalo Bills wide receiver and you had Stefan Gilmore he put a, you know, I appreciate you guys telling me uh, the routes that you're working on in practice. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's cool. So, I think 
as we involve more with the game, and especially there'll be a lot learned from this uh, pandemic about how to market the game, move the game forward. I, I, I'm with you in the sense of saying they w- will have a lot of more insight on what at least the teams are doing or what's to expect in a football game and who's descending because guys' ratings go up and down throughout the week too. Uh, during the season, if a guy have a big game, like I think Connor had uh, after the, um, the the Cleveland game a few years back, his yeah. ratings went up big time. You know, like it's little stuff like that that happens. And it'll be interesting to see where Chooks settled in or if it's Zach uh, week one, but um, still a hot a hot competition in camp. Am I right? Yeah, it it's it is. In fact, the the. The general policy right now, according to Mike Tomlin, is that they might not name somebody. They might not have like that big magical moment where they say it's this guy. Yeah, I don't um, agree with that. Yeah, I think I, I think there's ownership, right? It is. I think you you settle everything. You, I was in that situation before. I wrote wrote about it last week, where when they finally tell you, a few things happen. You either say. The guy who's the starter gets a little bit of comfort. Okay, like, I know what I'm working. I got this guy off my back. Like, oh, you can breathe just a little bit. Of saying, like, I'm in the five. I know my reps. I know who I need to see. I know what to expect moving forward. But for the guy who, who were like me in, like, my second and third year, I had to, like, figure out, okay, I can either settle for this position as a backup or I can continue to press right tackle one or left guard one, or right guard one. You know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you got to give guys a, a mindset. I think if you do um, if you do announce it, you still got a chance to keep that competition going. Or either if that the, the guy who's not named the starter backs down a little bit, well, we know he's not. He, in, in this case of uh, Chooks and Bannerwell, we know he's not the guy for us moving forward. You know, right, like, because because it shows you something about the competitive spirit. Yeah, exactly. it, it, it reveals the whole the the adversity aspect of it. Yes. Um, yeah, I I I, th- I get the impression that there's still something up. Yeah, I'm telling you, there's still something up. There's there's something about this that's that's felt off the whole time. Really? Yeah. It, there's there's just I, I I think there's a I think there's a bigger scheme at work here, and I, I'll I'll be the one to say it. I think it might involve left tackle in some form. I'm not suggesting wow. anybody's going to yeah. pump Villanueva in week one, but I'm saying that you need to get one or both of them involved at left tackle yeah. Yeah. because you need to make sure that you're maximizing their flexibility, their options, and you're seeing what they have. Um, when I've been over at Heinz Field, uh, they've, they've moved those guys. They've spent time at yeah. left tackle. It was wow. a lot because Allie was missing time early on, but – you can't leave yourself naked as no. an organization if if Alejandro is in fact done after this year. You do have to one. have an answer yeah. over there. You you do, and and of course you know it's a game, but there's a business that's pushing it behind it. The mm-hmm. business aspect of what Kev has to do to keep the team successful. The same thing with Coach Tomlin and figuring out, like you said. There's no groomed young guy right now. Those are your two groomed young guys. You know, you didn't take a tackle this year. You took a guard type. And yep. if it is Al's last year, 
or like you said, you don't know what's going to happen as far as the, we've seen surprises happen before. One of the biggest surprises that I've ever seen was Justin Hartwig getting cut when part, when pounds came in. That was crazy to me. Yeah. So to say that the team hadn't done it before when, uh, when uh, Hartwig had just got a deal done, I think the year, every year before off of, off of the Super Bowl, you just never know. And I know well, it's Pounce heartbreaking. Was, Pounce was different. I mean, I, I know, but I know, but I don't even just mean when he came into camp. Yeah. I mean, Pounce was different from the, from the draft standpoint. They, they knew and targeted and just fell all over themselves once they found out that he was, <laughs> that, that, you know, that they could have him. Yeah. So I think that was, that was a different, he's, he's just different. He's just on another. Yeah. <laughs> he is. And I, I, I'd honestly like to think that Al is too, because I have that amount of respect for him and a sense of saying he's the guy. And if you wanted to extend him, you could, but business takes over. And we've seen the business side of Madden already saying so-and-so was the starter at right. Tech. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's right. You play. You, you like I play do. Actively? I do yeah. play. And some of my friends have tried to get me in these leagues. I've joined these leagues too. They are already in year 2027 oh on some God. of these, like, Matt. They keep it uh, going. It's crazy. I'm like, this is too much for me, guys. Like, they're building teams. I've seen Ryan Shazier on, on the uh, Cincinnati Bengals team. I've seen Connor in Jacksonville. I'm like, you oh guys God. are just trading. They, they, like, it's years down the line. Like, they had Makai Becton on there last year he's already like a third year pro in some of these guys leagues like it's wild see i'd just be the 74 dolphins and never lose you know? <laughs> yeah 72 right. i said 74, <laughs> 74. Like, everybody's coming after me i was a 72 dolphins 72 Look at dolphins. You. oh my god okay speaking of that real quick of players changing i know there's been whispers of fournette and pittsburgh no, no dice no hey that room hey. is full I to know use it's the, to use to use your own lingo. That room is full. Okay, <laughs> they don't have another chair. That's okay. not to say that Leonard Fournette's not better than some of the guys who are in there. Yeah, if given the opportunity and the right contract, contract. Yeah, no, you don't see it. No, I just don't. I, I, you know, especially when he's, okay, a when they're when James and Leonard Fournette are both healthy. James yep. Conner's the better running back. That's not yep. an opinion on my part. The statistics, the advanced metrics, everything will show it. Their availability over the last three years is virtually identical. Is it? So don't, don't, yeah. So uh -huh. don't give, what all that's happened here, Moan, in Pittsburgh is that we are mm -hmm. so wounded by one game, by one day, that we will not pull that knife out of our torso or anything and we if we just have that guy because everyone's picturing that guy yeah. from that day yeah because the fact is he hasn't been that guy from that day on a consistent basis at all for jacksonville yeah but that's what we remember i refer to that as last bad or last good thing we saw yeah. syndrome you know so no I, I don't i don't see that happening. okay well, just checking um, here we are doing well I'll, I'll ask it back to you i mean what's What's the difference between Benny Snell at his absolute peak running between tackles, and he was the one that was running yeah. right past you, Yeah. and, and Fournette? It's the same style. It, it is the same style. And the only thing you get out of Fournette at this point is you get a namesake. 
more than anything. You get somebody yeah. you can attach to, like you said, his history of what he did. Yeah, and it's, the, it's branding. I, I don't yeah, want a brand. I'd yeah. rather win football games. I'm with you. Okay. I, I, I respect that. And if you're looking at the room, they have every component of a backfield that you need is what you're saying already. Yeah. And you really want to bring in a running back, by the way, with no preseason games and no. a, a week and change to go and then tell him, oh, by the way, you got to pick up blitzes and make sure you, you save the franchise quarterback from getting blindsided. The, the uh -huh. biggest thing that scares me with, with him is the fact that the GM come out and said, nobody would give us a fifth, sixth, a seventh or nothing. So nope. what's the baggage? Nope. What is it? They know that way better than the other 31 teams. Sure do. And apparently some of the leaks have gotten out because nobody else offered up. Nope. Wow. Four <laughs> to nothing. That's crazy. Let's do this again next week. Please, let's do it again. <laughs>